Cherish your loved ones. Cherish your friends. Do not take anyone or anything for granted. Because who knows when the last time you may be able to be able to speak to them or even hear from them. So please, cherish those around you. Cherish everyone that's close to you. Everyone that you've built a relationship with. So, without further ado, welcome to another episode of Impact Play impacting more than just gaming we are your weekly source for the latest news updates discussions and at times have debates that revolve in and around the video games industry you can be a part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash impact play and by clicking on the on the notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on youtube or even on your favorite podcast platform to simply search for the impact play I'm your show host, Mohammed, otherwise known as Itsyaku. This is episode 85. On this latest episode of Impact Play, we discuss a sudden surge surrounding AMC and GameStop stops, stocks, amongst others. A new Tomb Raider game. The reviews for the medium are in, and a Tesla that can play The Witcher, plus the top news stories of the gaming world. So, welcome to a very first segment of the show where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what we're looking forward to, or just simply anything goes, even if it doesn't directly revolve around the video game. So, if you guys have been paying attention to the Impact Play's Twitch and YouTube channels, I've been live streaming game, my game playthroughs of Gears 5, the Hive Busters DLC, and I recently just got into Apex Legends. Just watching the season eight trailer got me excited and just got me back into the game. I'm excited for the new map changes, the brand new legend that we're getting, then even the new changes that I've just seen even before season eight uh, went li- went live or is going live, I should say. And like literally, I tried playing originally on the Xbox console, but we were having issues with cross save, so I wouldn't wasn't able to load up my current stats or even my current legends so i ended up playing it on pc with no issues whatsoever and i i I was expecting to play on controller but instead i just went straight to keyboard and mouse it was just a great experience i had such a tremendous time and yeah if anyone would like to play apex legends let me know hit me up on discord hit me up on social at itsyagu i-t-s-y-a-g-o-o-h or simply typing exclamation discord in chat now and I haven't been playing as much as Valhalla, or even Fortnite for that matter, because of <laughs> Apex Legends. But I am looking forward to, I'm going to put him in three on hold for now, until I play all these games, and the medium as well. The medium is on hold, it's on current hiatus, because I am hopefully, as soon as I can get an I, I, Xbox Series X, I will be able to play that game because it is not back, it isn't compatible on the older consoles. That's why I'm looking for a brand new console as well, a new Series X. So hopefully I'll be able to get one soon. So, without further ado, let's get into the gaming news segment. Give me a second. Let me pull up my, let me pull up Microsoft Teams. Get everything all situated. 
Let's see. have organized this first but it's all good i'll do this as we go along okay i don't have anything here about it it's just weird give me a second and let me pull it up not seen it let's see i'm not seeing it it's variety Oh, found it. Okay, I did have it open. Okay, found it. So, here's an article coming from CNET. Investors on social media hit multi-million dollar paydays as they battled Wall Street, Wall Street over GameStop stock. Experts say it cannot last. Uh, many of today's adults spent their use in GameStop stores, including myself. They bought and sold consoles and games. They lined up for launches. Now some of these people have become rich buying the company stock and encouraging others to do so on Reddit. GameStop's shares rocketed higher than ever expected in the past couple of weeks. And all because activity between social media investors getting pushing it up. Wall Street had bet heavily that the company would fail. But as the price kept going up, investors were forced to reset the rate their wagers. That led the stock to rocket up and then swift and then swing wildly. Uh, James Ragazzi, the parent founder of the Reddit community, at the heart of it all, told this, the Wall Street Journal, it's like a train wreck happening in real time. Keith Gill and the, and the trader in the Reddit community who helped kick off the battle told the paper he, he didn't expect this. On Thursday alone, GameStop, Stock hit all-time high at $492.02 per share, only to drop more than half a minute later. And this article was written on getting exact date, January, yeah, yesterday. Just making sure I have the right, the most up-to-date article. Uh, okay, and then it closed trading on Friday at $325. GameStop itself hasn't fundamentally changed in the past month. It's still a struggling retailer facing an uncertain future against a rising tide of online shopping, but its stock has shot up as much as 1,800%. And it's not just a table. Since the beginning of the year, this dynamics led Wall Street investors who bet against the company's future to lose billions of dollars, and the excitement is driving the hype even further. Over the past week alone, the company the financial world watched in shock as GameStop stock rose to unthinkable levels. Even Elon Musk tweeted about it. Excuse me, pointing his 43 million followers to a link of the Reddit community investing in GameStop called Wall Street Bets. By the close of regular trading Wednesday afternoon, the stock was $347.51 per share, up from the historic lows of around $3.30 per share in the summer of 2019. And then let's pull up another article coming from CNET, I believe, right? That we had? No, Investors. That one was from CNET. Okay. What is a short squeeze and what is going on at GameStop and AMC? What is what is that can just stock a mediocre rise? Uh, what is it that can put a stock on a mediocre rise higher? We have seen a number 
of stocks make truly staggering jumps higher, doubling in price on consecutive days. There are several factors that are contributing in these gargantuan moves, but once but one is uh, surely the surely the classic short squeeze. While there are new factors at play in the market today, the short squeeze has been around as long as shorting stock. What is a short squeeze? A short squeeze, you may ask. Here's how the short squeeze works. If trading thinks a stock price is going lower, they can short the stock. They borrow shares and sell them with the intent of buying them back at lower prices. This is mostly done by institutional investors like hedge funds giving the risk and the margin required. And they are big risk. Stocks can theoretically go up infin- infinitely. So a trader who is short can face threat theoretically infinite losses some stocks attract very high short interest which can yield which can be viewed as the amount of shares sold short as a percentage of float of how much stock can be issued in is available for trading the problem comes if the short prices start to rise quickly those that are short that those that are sh- that are short the stock will likely receive a margin call. These either have to put more money to secure the position or close their positions. If they choose to or are forced to close their positions, they are buying the stock to close out the position. They can push the higher. They can push the price higher and higher. Uh, other short sellers do do uh, to do the same. This creates a reinforcing loop of buying and pushing the price higher. This is the short squeeze as the short as those short term market gets squeezed out. Okay, so pretty much essentially, let me sum this up for you guys who aren't, uh, I guess, market savvy as as myself. Essentially, what's going on is the Reddit community have rallied up to increase the stock value of GameStop stocks, AMC, Nokia, amongst others. And on top of that, these uh, app brokers, I guess you could say, such as uh, Robinhood, uh, and then, and what's the other one? Webull and others have put limits on on purchasing these stocks, but yet you're able to sell. And the excuse, or, or should I say, the supposed reasoning behind uh, the limits were, uh, uh, let me try to remember. I already watched it or watched a video of it yesterday to protect securities and then having enough money to for deposits and so on and so forth. So why didn't they just lock the whole entire market instead of just particular stocks? And on top of that, they only stopped you from buying stocks and selling. So you could tell there this there's more to the story than they are they are letting us believe. And these hedge funds are big players or big investors of these supposed invest investing apps such as Robinhood. They owe a tremendous they own a tremendous amount of a majority stock. So of course they want to protect their investors. Of course, they didn't do it by direct, directly. They did it indirectly to protect them without them even saying anything because they have to put their investors first. 
That's just how the world works. So that's essentially it of what's going on. Even BlackBerry, I forgot to mention that, that stock. Okay, I guess we'll move on to the next news story, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, oh yeah, I forgot about this. It looks like we're getting a Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, I, I guess a new game of the Knights of the Old Republic is reportedly uh, in development without EA or even Bioware. This is coming from IGN. A new Star Wars, the Knights of the Old Republic game is reportedly in the works. It's not being developed by EA and Bioware, the studio behind the original game, as reported by the VGC. These latest rumors, courtesy of credited Star Wars insider Respin Bulletin, who spoke on a recent B.O.B. the podcast episode about the project that is said to be in development outside of EA, and that we'll never guess who the studio is that's making this game. Amongst my digging, I heard that there is a Knights of the Old Republic project in development somewhere. Thus, he said, I talked to a couple of people and I also found out that Jason Schreier said that it's not with EA and, and will never guess who the studio is that's making this game. Uh, yeah, that's essentially what's going on. So I'm actually excited for this, even though I've never. I I think I've played a Knights of Older of the Knights of the Republic, the older games, and I didn't enjoy it because it is like you have to. It starts off slow because you have to go out and explore these worlds until the story actually builds up. So I actually went off the game before even story built up long ago. I'm definitely this has definitely catched my catched my interest. Okay, let's see what else do we have. Doom Eternal VR could be on its way according to a new Australian rating. And this is coming from Games Radar. The Australian Game Classification Board has provided a rating for a game that looks like a Doom Eternal VR edition. The recent listing for something titled Project 2021A says that the listing media type is virtual reality. And it also mentions Doom Eternal Developer ID Software as the game's author and possesses the software as its publisher, which is a pretty, pretty useful set of clues as to what the project's origin might be. If we're still not convinced that listing outlines why Project 2021A has received a restricted 18 plus rating in the country, mentioning no depicted uh, no depiction of drug use nudity or sex but mild language strong themes and high impact violence which could definitely align with doom eternal signature ripping and tearing all right so i'm definitely excited for vr vr is going it's definitely making ways making moves to where i want it to be true vr all right uh let's see next Tencent acquires a majority stake in Clay Entertainment. That's coming from GamesIndustry.biz. Clay Entertainment founder Jamie, Jamie Sheng announced in a forum post today, uh, actually not today, but earlier in the week, uh, that he, he has a that the studio has agreed to Tencent's purchase of a majority stake in the developer behind Don't Starve Oxygen, not included in Griftlands. 
Uh, here's a quote coming from them as well. This partnership helps us navigate a changing industry and helps us focus on what we do best, making unique experiences that no one else can. Uh, following the takeover, Digital Extremes assured fans that it expects no changes to Warframe or how the studio operates, much like Clan's statements today. So yeah. I, uh... Project 007 won't be based on any of the James Bond's actors, and this is another article coming from Games uh, Games Radar. Uh, speaking with the Bani- uh, the Danish Broadcasting uh, Corporation Studios director Haken at Crack said that we have uh, we have been allowed to make our own dig- uh, digital bond, which will not lead on a Bond actor. That's a significant departure from many past bo- James Bond games, the vast majority of which have leaned on major films or their actors as selling points. So, yeah. Next, Halo Infinite update focusing on sandbox gameplay coming this week. Another article coming from Games Radar. They're on a roll this week, actually. <laughs> a lot of these articles are coming from, coming from them. A new Halo Infinite update will be arriving uh, this week. The 343's community director has revealed. On Reddit, 343's Brian Gerard replied to a user concerned about the lack of recent updates on Halo Infinite, responding that we're committed to at least monthly high-level updates, and then in the next Infinite, Inside Infinite is coming out this week. However, Gerard mentioned onto one user to manage expectations for the update, saying that there wouldn't be any, wouldn't be anything like a, re, a release date announced or big screenshots. Gerard said that the update coming this week will apparently focus on Halo Infinite's in-game world. This month, we're talking about members of the Sandbox team to share their insights into their vision for Halo Infinite and the work they're doing, he responded. Our goal is to offer our community more context and insights into our team and the game we're making while we're all awaiting the larger beats and full marketing machine later this year, Gerard concluded. Okay. But we did actually get screenshots of weapons. If you guys want to see that, you can check that out. And moving forward. The Last of Us TV showrunner, the Last of Us TV show, I'm sorry, The Last of Us TV showrunner extends deal with HBO. The Last of Us has ex- uh, showrunner has extended his deal with HBO and HBO Max on January 25th. The Hollywood Reporter revealed that Craig Mason, his staying put at HBO for an additional three years. The Emmy-winning showrunner worked with HBO in 2019's Chernobyl and is currently working with the company on a series adaption of The Last of Us. A new deal with Mason and HBO has the showrunner collaborating with the company for another... Th- uh, the same thing, just constantly repeating what it's saying. So, next, Konami is in the process of an internal restructure that will consolidate its production divisions and move key personnel to other departments. It's coming from GamesIndustry.biz. The the Japan-based publisher behind Pro Evolution Soccer and the Metal Gear series announced these changes to investors, detailing that the new appointments for various executives and managers within this notice. 
The firm said it's the solving. This is known as I'm getting dehydrated. Dissolving. Dissolving? Yeah, that's the word. Dissolving. The production divisions to respond to the rapid market that surrounds us. This terminology caused confusion since the production divisions have been home to the company's internal games, the development teams. Reports have been spread that Konami is pulling out of video games and instead focusing on its Ponchinko and amusement and amusements business. However, a, sta- a statement to IGN revealed that, that, is not, that this is not the case. The announcement refers to an internal restructure with production divisions being consol- consolidated, a, a spokesperson said. We have not shut down our video games division. Key members of three production divisions have taken on new roles within our wider production departments. Okay, next. Uh, okay. Alright, here's an article coming from Windows Central. Uh, Windows Central, what you need to know. Microsoft has, has detailed its uh, FY21 quarter two earnings. I'm assuming it's for this year of quarter two, reportedly $43.1 billion company-wide revenue with a 451% uptake in video game revenue. This follows the launch of its latest Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles, which saw hardware revenue climb 86% year over year. Xbox software and services also grew 40% annually, attributed to its first-party and third-party game lineups, including Xbox game subscriptions. That's a nice summary. All right, here's an article coming from Kotaku. Golem has been delayed to next year, 2022. The Lord of the Rings Golem, currently in development by German studio, the uh, Delic Entertainment has had its release date pushed back a year. The delay was shared alongside the announcement that that Lord of the Rings Golem will be published by Nankon. It's planned for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, S, and the Xbox One, Switch, and even PC. As we're con- concentrating on the character of Golem, and we're telling his story before we we learn about what happens to him in the books. The uh, the Alex CEO, Karsten Fitch, Talman told PC Gamer in 2019, we're looking for ways to tell stories that haven't been shown in the movies. We'll tell the story of a character we're familiar with by not repeating what we already know. Okay. Alright, here's a nice little tidbit. Netflix has at least one new movie coming out every week this year. From Red Notice starring Dwayne Johnson. Gail Gadot and Ryan Reynolds uh, to Don't Look Up, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio. This is coming from a tweet coming from IGN. All right, moving forward. All right. Oh, here's a nice little thing as well. Apple is launching a limited edition Black Unity Collection Apple Watch. This is coming from The Verge. Apple is launching a limited edition Apple Watch for Black History Month with a unique watch band, new watch face, 
watch face in some sort and some of the proceeds are going to civil rights organizations. The watch, part of a new black unity collection of products, comes with a black, green, and red striped band and face meant to reflect the Pan-American flag. It uh, otherwise appears to be the standard aluminum version of the Apple Watch Series 6. Uh, the products will go on sale starting tomorrow at Apple and Target. But the band will be on sale all year. But the watch as a whole will only be sold in February. So that's the next on Apple. Ah, nice. Oh yeah, this one I just heard about just recently as well. It's an article coming from Variety on January 26th. Kevin Hart is joining Katie Blatchett in the cast of Borderlands, a movie adaptation of the popular video games. Hart will, also, will play Roland, a skilled ex-soldier turned mercenary in the Lionsgate film, Ellie Roth, whose resume includes The House with a Clock in the Walls and Bruce Willis's lead actor thriller Death Wish is, directly, is directing Borderlands. So that's definitely... I, I didn't hear about this until... I tweeted about this literally a couple of days ago. <laughs> this is, hopefully, this doesn't turn out to be a flop or a disappointment uh, compared to the Monster Hunter movie. So, next. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Let's mention this, actually. Journey 26 was the one-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's Cooper Bryant's death, as in, amongst his daughter, amongst others, in that horrific hello, hello, um, helicopter crash, that took the lives of a, of those people. So I did do a moment of silence on the uh, one of the, our our my continued live streams of uh, actually gameplay of what was I playing. Most likely, it was Gears 5's Hive Busters DLC, so may their souls rest in peace. It's not easy losing someone close. Okay, next. The Division 2 Next Generation Update hits PS5 and Xbox Series X next week. This is coming from Games Radar. So that's essentially it. That's, that's all there is to know. I'm excited for that. I recently just bought the game because of the integration or cross event between uh, Resident Evil uh, 8 or can I remember the name? Or should I say the 8th uh, game in the series? Because what's an H? A house something. Let me look it up. Village. Okay, next is our notablegamesindustry.biz. Uh, Hitman 3 is already profitable, IO Interactive has announced. The stealth game launched last week immediately, shot to the top of the UK charts, and has recouped its development costs in, other seven, in under seven days. We have been really happy with the Hitman 3 journey, says IO Interactive CEO Akan Abrak. It has been a labor of love between our fans. And everyone at the studio as a developer and publisher, we are immensely proud that we can say Hitman 3 is already profitable. We have recouped the total project cost in less than a week. That puts us in a really good place and allows us to confidently move forward with our ambitious plans for future products. 
Him and Three is the first full game in the series that was self-published by the studio. And Abrak tells GamesIndustry.biz that keeping marketing and PR close to the development team has been a huge benefit. So kudos on IO Interactive for such a tremendous launch. I just can't wait to play that game for myself and to see what else they have in the works. Okay, next. Uh, ooh, here's an article coming from IGN. An animated Game of Thrones series is very early is in the very early stages of production at HBO Max, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Reporter, no deal has been linked as of yet, so it's entirely possible that the series will never materialize. But THR reports that. HBO is meeting with writers for the potential project. The animated series will be reportedly follow the in the same mature tone of the original TV franchise. Hmm. Oh yeah, we have a Halfix for Cyberpunk. Halfix 1.11 is available on PC consoles in Stadium. The, this update addresses two issues that appear after patch 1.1. The item randomization, randomization, the item random randomization has been restored to the previous state. The save load exploit will be investigated further. A bug in Dawn on the Street quest has been fixed. All right. Here's an update coming from the place of tweet coming from PlayStation. Returnal has a new release date as of April thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Sony Interactive Entertainment and Housemark have made the decision to move the release date in order to give them, in order to give the team uh, extra time to. I can't even read that. To continue to pull up, to polish the game to the level of quality players expect from Housemark. See you in April. And is that coming from the press release from Square Enix? There, if you guys aren't aware, there's an. There's a free demo from Balan Wonder 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 World available now ahead of its March 26th release date. So I'm gonna download that today. I'm definitely gonna try that out tonight. Hopefully, if not by tomorrow. Next, Tencent has acquired a minority stock in Dunnock, which is not surprisingly Tencent has has a piece of the pie of every literally every gaming company <laughs> so next destruction all stars control ultimate edition and concrete genie are your playstation plus games for february that's coming from the playstation blog resident evil village actress janet Moest dies at uh, dies at thirty nine. May she rest in peace. Uh, following an eight month long battle with colon cancer. Okay, next. <clears throat> Tomb Raider game aims to unify the reboot trilogy and original games. This is from IGM. Crystal Dynamics has shared a bit of information on its next current unannounced Tomb Raider. Saying it's currently working to unify the timelines of core design's original games and its own reboot trilogy that began in 2013. 
While the reboot trilogy told the origin story of Lara Croft becoming the Tomb Raider, the original games featured a seasoned and conf confident adventurer, said game director Will Kreslick in a video posted to Twitter. The development team envisions a future of Tomb Raider unfold unfolding after these established adventures telling stories telling stories that both among upon the breadth of both core design and crystal dynamics games works working to unify these timelines and moving on tesla's new model s will apparently play the witcher 3 and a built in 10 teraflop gaming rig if you can't find the psi versus xbox series x how about the 80,000 electric sports car with compa comparable performance tesla just announced its refreshed model s and a new plate powertrain isn't only performance enhance enhancing. The company claims that the car can, can now compete with the next generation gaming consoles thanks to a 10 teraflop gaming computer that will apparently come with, come with every new model. So that's essentially what's going on. Next, here's an article coming from Nintendo Wire. Earlier this year, eagle-eyed fans announced, noticed that the actual chain website had changed its official copyright information from 2019 Nintendo Platinum Games Incorporated to simply 2019 Nintendo, resulting in a lot of speculation that Nintendo had obtained full ownership of the IP. It turns out that they were spot on. As a new statement from Platinum, had Tushi, what does that say? Atsushi Anabi reveals in a statement to VGC. Anabi said that it it's as it's as it looks regarding to the copyright. Further clarifying that it is as it is written on the website. Actual chain is their IP, and as such, there are limitations. There are limitations on how much we feel we should talk about. Okay, next. The Snyder Cut of Justice League is coming to HBO Max on March 18th. It's an article coming from The Verge. The original theor uh, theoretical release of the Justice League debuted in November 2017 and ahead of its release, enduring a difficult production, most notably, director, director Josh Whedon stepped in to finish the film during post-production post after Snyder stepped away from their project for personal reasons after justice league was released fans criticized Whedon's contributions to the film which included a later tone fans started an internal campaign for warner, warner brothers to, re to release the snyder cut in this year since uh... all right so that's essentially what's going on epic games uh, announced earlier this week that it hit over 160 million new users on the Epic Game Store for PC in 2020 alone. And users, and users spent over $700 million on the storefront over the course of that year. It wasn't entirely due to Fortnite as third-party games constituted $265 million or 37%. The number of games also grew from 990 in 2019 to 471 available in 2020 103 games 
were offered for free, with a total of 740 million free games claimed by users, which averages out to over 7.2 million copies per title given away. The company says it's up to 31.3% daily users active on the platform and 192% increase for 2019. And its monthly active users in December rose to 56 million from 32 million the year prior. So kudos and Epic Games as well. Alright, next. Warner Brothers files a patent for their Mortar Games Nemesis system. It's going from PC Gamer. As pointed by Mark Brown in its latest games, Mark's Toolkit video, Warner Brothers Interactive have applied for a patent on the Nemesis system used in the Shadow of Mordor and its sequel, Shadow of War. The system that personalizes or NPCs in response to action actions players take against them. Specifically, it's a patent for Nemesis characters, Nemesis forts, social vendettas, and followers in computer games. Brown compares it to the patented floating arrow that told players where to go in Crazy Taxi, which part of the lawsuit Sega filed against Fox Interactive back in 20, 2003 and against Simpsons Road Rage they used the same mechanic. Uh, the suit was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. So yeah. And there's a new lawsuit that accuses Valve of abusing its power to keep PC price games high. Wow. Okay. Here's an article coming from IGN. A new lawsuit filed filed by five gamers in California. Federal court accuses Valve of abusing its power to keep PC games high. According to THR, the lawsuit claims that Valve does not maintain its Dominance over the PC market by offering better prices on Steam than other platforms, but that does so by by abusing its power to require developers to enter what is known as most favored nations clause. So this lawsuit isn't what it seems. People are speculating that their prices are high, but their prices are on par with other platforms, and they always offer sales. But this is not. The story is more than meets the eye. Instead, Valve abuses the Steam's platform market power by requiring game developers to enter into a most favored nation's provision contained in the Steam distribution agreement, whereby the game developers agreed that the price of a PC, PC game on the Steam platform will be the same price the game developers will sell their PC games on other platforms. Okay, so it is kind of what it seems. The lawsuit also alleges that because Valve requires developers to enter this most favored nations clause, it hinders innovation by creating an artificial barrier to entry for platforms. It keeps prices high on other digital storefronts like the Epic Games and the Microsoft Store. Okay, like this, uh, I guess this little thing that's going on uh, we need to have more clarification on this. But yeah. But regarding to the pricing, of course you have to match other prices. So if you sell your price more expensive or cheaper on other platforms than other platforms on the same on PC, of course those users aren't going to buy them. 
So of course you have to match those prices, like it's common knowledge. Okay. Let's see. Battleborn players get an extra week before the servers are turned off forever. And this comes from Games Radar. Uh, Gearbox and publisher Tuga announced back in 2019 that Battleborn servers would be shutting down permanently as of January 25th, 2021. And they removed the game from storefront shortly after. However, a recent version of the timetable says that the servers will now remain live until January 31st. First, a full week after the previously reported. At was then was previously reported. Mm. So yeah, that's essentially it was going on. Fortnite Snake Eyes from GI Joe is the latest character to be added to the Fortnite game universe. Is coming from the Game Awards Twitch Twitter account. All right, next. The Last of Us 2 leads the DICE Award nominees. It's coming from GameSpot. 2020 has ended, but we're not finished celebrating the year's games. The Academy Interactive Arts and Science Sciences has announced that the nominees for this year's 24th Annual DICE Awards and Naughty Dog's The Last of Us Part 2 leads the way with 11 total nominations, including Game of the Year. In total, 57 different games receiving nominations in 2020, but it was The Last of Us Part 2 that led all other with all um that led all others with eleven nominations. In addition to Game of the Year, for um, it was nominated for Outstanding Achievement in Animation, Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction, Outstanding Achievement in Character for Abby and Ellie, Outstanding Achievement in Audio Design, uh, Outstanding Achievement in Story, Outstanding Technical Achievement, Outstanding Game of the Year, Outstanding I'm sorry, Adventure Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement in Game Design, and Outstanding ga Achievement in Game Direction. Uh, another Sony executive, Ghost of Tsushima, falls behind with 10 nomination games. That received 5 nominations, including Half-Life Alex, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Ori, Will of the Wisps. Alright, next. Oh yeah, the Medium Reviews. Alright, so we got a 76% on Metacritic, an 8 out of 10 out of IGN, and a 5 out of 5 from Common Sense Media. And people are saying that they're definitely enjoying this game. I can't wait to enjoy it. Mm. Alright, so move on to next. The last two news stories coming from Road to VR. Despite shortages, Valve Index amongst Steam's five best-selling products for 13 weeks straight. It's definitely quotas on them. All right. And next, let's see. Ultralip, the company behind the Leap Motion hand tracking controller, has released a developer a developer preview of its hand tracking. Engine Gemini. By many accounts, the Ultra Leap's 
latest software overhaul dramatically increases the ability of the company's camera modules to do more precise and stable two-handed interactions. Gemini is now available in developer preview for Windows 10 and it is designed to work with all existing Leap Motion controllers as well as Ultra Leap's more recent stereo IR i70 camera module. In comparison to Orion, which was released in 2018, this Gemini V5 engine is said to offer better smoothness Pose fidelity and robustness. It also improves hand initialization and brings significantly better performance with two-handed interactions. So yeah. So let me check if we have any last no stories or anything that we you may have missed. What's this? There's an old school RuneScape that's coming, making its way to Steam next month. You'll, according to a post on Steam, you'll be able to link your existing OSRS account to pick up where you left off. Okay, next, what else do we got? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, let's see. All right. So, if you want, if you want to send us freedom mail, here's how you can contact us. You want to know your feedback, your thoughts, if you have any questions you may have for us, please send us free to mail over on the Discord server, leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash the impact player, even by sending us an email to readymail at impactplay.com. Who knows, it may even be featured on a future episode, or even our special reader email segment of the show. So thank you guys so much for, for making the impact play a part of your day. Uh, if you wish to join our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. And guys, we are trying to unlock subscriptions over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, and anyone whom you believe would benefit from the show. Leave us a review, even just a rating and a favorite platform. Have a great one, folks. Until next time.